Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! Alright. <laughs> yeah. 420, yo. And uh, welcome to the 420 special, episode 18. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, my name is Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, and for scientific purposes, this particular podcast is being brought to you by me in a very stoned state. <laughs> uh. <laughs> some of what I be- I have this written out sober some of what I believe to be but can't oh yeah so I'm stoned on weed that I found is what I'm trying to say here. oh uh, yeah yeah I, I wouldn't buy it because no. it's legal <laughs> yeah. that's okay um it's 420. It's 420. Yeah. 420. Happy 420. Happy 420. For those of you who don't know what 420 is, it is a day that is celebrated around the globe by uh, people who indulge in marijuana. Mm, marijuana. Mm. Yes, whether they're, or for whatever way, for whatever way they use it. I don't know whether they eat it or smoke it or make ropes. Lots of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Ropes, yeah. paper. <laughs> Either way, it is celebrated from the Straits of Magellan to the gates of Hogwarts and beyond. That's yeah. a beautiful Fabulous. Line. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Calm down now, Khan. Right? Okay. This podcast, right, is all about conspiracies. And it's going to blow people's bollocks off. <laughs> <laughs> Will it, yeah? Yes. <laughs> or it's going to explode labias as well for the female <laughs> podcasters. Oh, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. What I'm trying to say is basically no one's genitals are Prepare safe. Prepare for a fun adventure yeah. <laughs> into the unknown. Into the unknown. Into the alternate world. Mm. Mm. It's deep. Okay. So I'll set the, set the scene, okay? Um, we are three humans sitting around the table in the John Hume war room. We've just been outside where we indulged in a little bit of deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wim Hof style. Excellent. That was really class. Very enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was really enjoyable. We did some yogurt. <laughs> we did do yogurt, didn't we? Yogurt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yogurt is really good for the flexibility. <laughs> I enjoy it. We did some yoga. Yoga. Opening up the shoulders. Opening up the shoulders. Mm-mm-mm. This is a lovely setting, I must say. Mm-hmm. I'd, I've looked forward to doing a podcast, a pa- podcast in here uh, ever since the uh, the thought of it came up. So, uh, yeah, this is lovely, isn't it? Yeah. That bronze bust of John Hume in the corner is is intimidating, but also vividly sexual. I love the terror. Where's that? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 Never mind. What's in the corner? In the What's alternate world. Help! It's in the other universe. <coughs> God, John Hume was sexy. We've all had a little bit of a smoke. <laughs> I think that's. I think it's safe to say we've all had a little bit of a smoke, um, and that's what today's podcast is about. It's about celebrating um, 
weed, yeah. cannabis, marijuana, hemp, whatever the fuck, celebrating it, celebrating for one day and bemoaning the fact that it is still illegal. And like, imagine well, how lucky were we to find a joint rolled up chances. just like just Crazy. how lucky were we like to find There's that the universe There's the universe you called it in yeah. 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 it just appeared just appeared it's just handy we just uh. turned up and knew it would happen and it was and just there was yeah <laughs> that's very cool that that just happened yeah. yeah it was right beside a puddle as well and it could have fallen into the puddle but it didn't it was just waiting for us to get there yeah and then the fact that you're smoking what are you smoking at the moment so i'm smoking cbd flower Right, okay. and uh, so yeah, it's weed, exactly like weed, looks like weed, smells like weed, tastes like weed, no THC. So you don't you don't get the head high? No, and you don't get that kind of buzzy, you know, feeling. Um, yeah, I j- but you get the whole body, I, I described it the other day to a friend of mine as buttery calmness, is how I... Buttery calmness? Yeah, yeah. So, so. nice space. <laughs> it is, it is, mm. but um, yeah, I was just, you know, with suffering anxiety, have done for a few years now, and... There was an awful lot going on in the old personal life there, yeah. kind of la- in the last month or so. And uh, you know, I'm not a person who gets typically paranoid or anything on weed, but I was the wasn't doing nothing to help my anxiety. You know, uh, cool. kind of almost paralyzing me with fear almost. So I just yeah, I'd done it before when I started comedy, and then yeah, CBD. So I ordered some online because you can do that because it's perfectly legal, and you get it delivered to your door. And I actually bought it from a place called the Funky Skunk and Bantry. They have a website. Um, we we used to go into Funky Skunk yeah. years ago, yeah. John, yeah. for Mad Alice, <laughs> which is like a really bad. Don't I ever remember there was a thing called Smoke. <laughs> Smoke. Made from coal. (laughs) I'm sure it was made from coal. I wouldn't be surprised. It was horrendous. There was a mild, weird bake off (laughs) it. It was like disturbing. This is in the younger days now when we cared less about (laughs) our careers and basically, uh, yeah, Yeah. or definitely not not as much care Uh, for well being. But so you're smoking this this CBD CBD. infused oh weed. yeah this well, is way infused, better yeah, obviously than that stuff yeah. there's no association to that d- stuff well like i think that's that's that you what's the body high like um the high, high? high is the wrong word to okay. use it's um it definitely does wonders for your stress levels anxiety levels um and then yeah it's not like i'm melted into the couch or whatever but i don't shake i don't i can sit still which is not something i can tend to do mm. stoned or not stoned um, I'm a very fidgety person. I do that less. I just fucking chill, man. You know, and and the body because the body is calm, the mind is calmer. You mm. know. Yeah. Yeah. And Sweet. was it? What was the transition like? Yeah. So I'm still kind of balls deep in it at the moment because yeah. you know yourself when you're stoned and you smoke normal THC. I didn't actually realize this until a friend of mine told me. When you smoke a normal joint or whatever before you go to bed, yeah, it might help you not off, but you don't actually enter deep REM sleep. Yeah, mm. I've heard yeah. that. All right, Crazy. and you don't dream either. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you so know, I haven't had smoke. too much of that kind of sleep in a long time. I'd say deep sleep. That if like when you smoke weed, you don't go into that deep REM yeah. sleep, mm. and that's when your yeah. your body is doing all the little building bits, yeah. you know. And um, yeah, so I've been dreaming a hell of a lot more, and like not just like dr- like. Yes, I haven't had dreams in a long time. Yeah, yeah, dreams Mm. are real and vivid. And the first time I'd done this a couple of years ago, and I woke up and texted my friend who I work with on a Tuesday. I was like, hey, Meryl, what time are we meeting for lunch or breakfast? And she was like, we're in work today. I said, yeah, did you not say that we were meeting for breakfast? And she was like, 
never said that whatsoever and so that's how the level of realness like I woke up feeling like it was real I've had arguments with people in dreams and I've woken up pissed off at them and take me a couple minutes to realise wow that's not the case but no. it's it's a, it's good like you know it's yeah. not a bad thing yeah I I definitely think I'm due a THC break so I'm, I might skip over to CBD for a bit because I do love the ritual yeah. of having a little smoke. Mm, um, yes. I do really enjoy I it. I think it could definitely be a possibility. And yeah. just mm. to go over to the side because I love THC. I love what it does. It's really yeah. mellow. I think there's got medicinal benefits. I think it, you know, it has, you know, but like what you're saying there, like too much of anything. True, you know, it's 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 not you know moderation, you yeah. know, in well, moderation. Smoke occasionally. Well, you're a you're you're an irregular talker, like yeah, you yeah, know, um, often, you know. But I would definitely not all day, like not all day, every day, like yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I'd smoke in the afternoon, like, but two o'clock in the afternoon, isn't yeah, it? Is. Eating time, all these times, yeah, <laughs> during those yeah. times. First, first thing in the morning. There's the nothing morning. wrong with that, is there? There's nothing wrong with that. Like wake so and bake. Hang on there, you'll get your breakfast in a second. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. <laughs> but that's the conception that people have of fucking bakeheads. Like, yeah. it's terrible, you know? Hey, terrible. here's another it's funny interesting though. thing, just to finish on the CBD. <laughs> <laughs> to finish on the CBD, now, you get the fucking munchies. Oh, yes, you do. You still got the munchies, which I wasn't expecting. Oh, really? So, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, which I actually really do enjoy. I love food, love cooking. So, yeah, mm. it suits me down to the ground. Mm. I love food as well. And I'm starting to get into cooking. My sister is vegan. She made some beautiful grub for us here. She was living with us there for a couple of weeks. And mm, the food mm-hmm. he was yeah. making with no meat in it, I was like, yeah, I'd be, yeah. if I genuinely would hire someone to be my personal chef if I was a multimillionaire. Yeah. Like, Could you not get like a catering company to like cook up dinners for you and order like a certain amount of dinners in a week? It's like... Would that not be an option? But could you, do you know what would we be, I think, well you could just ask the universe, right? Yeah. Ask the universe for a fucking, a, a personalised vegan chef who wants to use you as a, a, an experiment so we'll charge you not the, the going rate so you're getting it like right. she's getting great or he's getting great experience and you're getting oh. the best food and all these new Delicious things. Delicious meals. And they're using you as an experiment and you're getting the benefit of this. Yeah. I think, like, that's yeah. what I'm looking for. <laughs> Love it, yeah. yeah. Put it out there, I'd say. Absolutely. But he doesn't, he doesn't live in the house, though. He does, like, the food comes no. in. He'd make it in his own kitchen. What about if he kind of comes in once a day to cook you a fresh meal, but then the other two oh. meals are kind of... Oh, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's mm. the way to do it. Just keep him on retainer. Retainer chefs, do they exist? They They're definitely exist. A French dude would be very entertaining. If you've got a French guy, it'd <laughs> be, inter- yeah. be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. That would be very Did you have like, cooked yeah. you? Do you know the stereotype Lettuce. of the French? You know, like Ratatouille. Like, I was going to say Ratatouille so in the gaff. I mean, yeah, like yeah. It's obviously going to be entertaining enough as a French guy. Like, if you've got to have a guy around the gaff, <laughs> a French accent would be funny he enough. He may as well be French. He may as well. I'd sleep with him. Any yeah. French chefs listening? Well, he's, well, he's already on the promise, you know? <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I better better introduce you, lads. I better introduce you. This is the longest I've ever gone (laughs) on a podcast (laughs) before I've introduced a guest. But this is because, as I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is a 420 podcast. Um, We're three humans after partaking in a a joint that we found accidentally. um, But John called in from the universe earlier in the week. And then, amazingly, another one rolled in afterwards with CBD in it for so you, Sinead. What are the odds? <laughs> so lucky. What are the odds? They're high, I'd say. High. 
Four to one? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Four to twenty? Four to twenty. Four to twenty, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so not a moment too soon. May I introduce to you this episode's special guest, the hilarious, the beautiful, the uh, mesmeric, uh, the wickedly funny stand-up comedian and full-time Toker of CBD. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Sinead Namanda Wall. Yo, yo. I'm so happy to be here for this episode. <laughs> wow. That was people's fannies bursting. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I brought the tone down. Oh I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. God. I think fanny jokes are funny anyway, so that's, but that's my own personal taste. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm a bollocks. Um, <laughs> okay, so not only do we have special guest Sinead and Amanda Walsh, first special guest on the show, Sinead, and we did a, a, an, an episode, a private episode before this will be coming out in a couple of weeks' time, where you'll get to know Sinead even better. She's really funny. She's really fantastic. Um, but we also have another guest on today's 420 show. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy is a regular podcaster and an occasional toker. He is an inspirational speaker. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage a Mr. Conspiracy. I love it. This is great. <laughs> oh, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> great to be here. Let's do it. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're, all, we're all after having a, a bit of a smoke. Um, what's going on? What's going on? Before we get into this podcast, let's just do a little bit of chatting. What's going on? What's going on with you, John? I'll start with you. What's going on with you? What are you doing? What's going on? What's I'm doing? Making a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. Do a couple of... Conspiracy videos Ooh. on the YouTube channel. What's your YouTube channel called? This Irish Life. This Irish Life. So I'll be doing that. Make a couple of videos for work. What are you eating? What am I eating? I am eating. At the moment, I'm moving away from the bread. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. I did not out. see that. So oh. this is an interesting one that I reckon. So I have a lower back ache. <laughs> right. That even though I am in great enough shape, the backache doesn't seem to go away unless I stop eating white bread or kind of that type of doughy bread. So I'm doing a test and it's actually proving and playing itself out again. My God. Yeah. And that. So that's what. So what am I eating? Not white bread. So lots of other things. Okay, like. Like what would you eat every day? I would have a lot of noodles, like some pad thai, some Malaysian noodles, some spaghetti, <sighs> generally vegetarian pizzas. Yeah, pizzas. Mm. Are you are you generally are you eating meat? Are you eating meat now? No again? meat. No 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 meat. Oh. No fish for I'd say over two years. Yeah, it's grand though. Yeah, I kind of was around the same time. Test, like yeah, how long was it going after me? When did you start? I think it was about June. Two years ago, I maybe mean, it could even be three years. Fucking man, it's know? more. Yeah, it's more. It's not more than three years. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe March, three years ago or two years ago. Wow. Mm. But uh, no, I feel good. I must say, I don't lo- I don't crave the meat. Like you can have fake burgers, like the Linda McCartney's mm. you're burgers. Not, you're not arsed. Do you know? Yeah. I don't mind, like, yeah. do you know? Mm. I have considered that if I had some really good meat, and if somebody offered it to me, 
maybe I'd have it. So yeah. really, say if it was fresh or yeah. if it it met a quality standard, because a lot of the reason I wouldn't eat the meat is just the the quality of some of the meat. Do you know? What about organic a steak from a grass-fed cow sure in Kilavallen? Yeah, like the farmer killed us. Chopped you it wouldn't off. know. But if you, s- if if the part of the deal was you saw all the process online or something, or you had the ability to see it in this <laughs> imaginary <laughs> world, the cow still be alive. They could take a small bit off him. You could send <laughs> him back out again, catch <laughs> <laughs> him up. <laughs> go on, there, Just Betsy. <laughs> go on, go no, be a fella. <laughs> it's on. the lad. It's yeah. the bullocks who do, do they get the eating. Like you be the milk it's like else. fucking. It's like I'm the same. I I I'm vegetarian as long as you, and it's like. At the start, it was like fucking, oh, yeah, I'm a vegetarian, class. Do you know what I mean, right? But now I'm like fucking, I've, I've the g- like, Cleena, my sister, as I was saying, she was cooking some savage food for us there, like, but she's a, like, star- like, staunch vegan, like, but not pushy in your face, like, yeah. really unassuming, yeah. like, but, like, is, like, with the, the docks are all vegan, the clothes are, v- like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not just, but she was just telling me stuff, like, some cruel stuff. And then you just see things, like, when you're seeing, ba- like when you're seeing baby lambs. Now, I know, listen, podcasters, I'm not judging anyone. Fucking, you eat whatever you want. I don't give a bollocks about you and your dietary needs. I, I, I respect that you eat whatever you want. But I think, it's like, tiny lambs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, it's the like cruelest it vision of the ball. It's the cruelest it vision. I mean, if you want to hit it hard, you just talk about the lambs. It's like it's like a thing nobody talks about. Oh, they're so gorgeous and they're impish. And they're in the field, yeah, yeah. just wandering around, spring around, uh, <coughs> spring, yeah. roll. spring rolls, spring mm. rolls, vegetable spring rolls, it lovely. Such y- is the life. I have a friend of mine, Martin, who maintains. Martin's a fantastic chef, and he is. Um, particularly fond of rubbing vegans up the wrong way you know <laughs> with with things he says <laughs> and he has a theory that the smaller and cuter an animal is the more delicious it is <laughs> and it's hard to argue with it because i agree with you lads lamb lambs are harmless little things but jesus Christ. it tastes good lamb cutlets bit of aromat seasoning on them under the grill bit of mint sauce oh, oh you're, you're delicious come here they taste is, is delicious, delicious. Yeah. smells delicious tastes mm. delicious Nothing like better than a good quarter yeah. pounder with cheese it's from the Kentucky. So good, yeah. Fucking gorgeous. I yeah, love meat. Only. I love the taste of meat. Yeah. Um, You're right. You're better people than I am. Anyway. No, oh. no, 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 <laughs> no. And that, and that's actually, that is actually a thing because I do a lot of shit then that like, you know, like I drink a load of fucking like di- diet coke and all this kind of stuff that's full yeah, of fucking poison. I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing to eat meat. I actually think yeah. it's a good thing because like it feeds a lot of people like, mm. yeah, know? definitely. Ah. Anyway, meat, make up your own fucking mind. Meat, make up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's stop talking about <laughs> um, yeah. Sinead, your first smoke, girl. When was your first smoke? My first smoke. So, like, when I was a kid, or no, when I was a teenager, my friends used to, you know, they'd be getting hash and all that kind of thing. And I'm talking from the age of, like, 13, 14, and... I just I was hash fourteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh the main streets of Dana Bait and North Dublin. But um I wasn't into smoking really myself, you know, my my mom smoked and we always used to give out to her for it, you know, and so it wasn't really my thing and I was mad into football and sports and all the time, so it just wasn't my vibe. But then not to get depressing, but we lost a friend of mine when I was twenty and that was the f- the day he died in the hospice was the I literally the nurse came out said he'd gone and I had my first cigarette ever that day and then yeah a couple of lads same lads I'd grown up with smoked weed at the time and stuff and 
I the first smoke I ever had, I'd say, was the next day after that jet. You went from straight from the fags to the weed. So there you go. It's nicotine is the gateway. It's nicotine is the <laughs> gateway. Nicotine <laughs> is the gateway. Yeah, but fuck those first few. I wish I could do those first few years again. You yeah, know, pure and utter joy of it. Oh. And, uh, the first smoke, like, but like. Like, can you remember anything like your, f- like for me, I remember my first smoke. I was in Mallow, living in this house called Rus in Russell Court, right in the city, right in the city centre, right in the town centre, and we'd gone to the um, local nightclub, and I came back to the house, and there was a party going on in the house. I was just gas. renting a room in the house. Do you know those one of those gas yeah. where there'd be like four people living in the house, all doing different jobs, um, but you'd, like they'd be having parties, you'd be getting off with their friends, they'd be getting <laughs> off with your friends, <laughs> like like just great fucking times, like yeah. you know. And um, this was like, I was maybe fucking 19 or 20, like, which is late. Like, yeah, that's yeah, why I thought 13 yeah. is like, I would, but I remember, anyway, we fucking just, I just remember crying with laughter. Yeah. The belly aching, crying. Oh. And then some fella got sick, I got a whitey, and we all just couldn't stop laughing for uh, like <laughs> an intense, hard laugh. Like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Like magic. magic of it, like the magic of it, and it was like so innocent as well. Like, what, 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 what about yourself? Like, what, if, like, what's your kind of vibe with that? I just you flew kind of away vibe. there. I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, as you were talking to me, I was like, what's he asking me? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, my first smoke. <laughs> uh, my first smoke was similar enough to yours. Yeah. Uh, about I'd say I was thirteen, and myself and a buddy, he'd got some hash. It's all about the hash. Are we talking about first smoke a weed first smoke. or smor- first Anything. smoke? Anything. I suppose the hash one's funny. Like hash, ha- if hash was the first yeah, one. Yeah, it was the hash what was available at yeah, the time. Yeah, that's you all you know? okay. Like you couldn't get, like weed didn't exist. Mm. Not what year is this? Anyway. Like back in the late 90s? This is in the year 90 s- 95, 96, mm. I'd say. Yeah, it was yeah. all hash yeah, then. Yeah, right? it was yeah. all sure. hash. Well, I was 14 when in 2004 <coughs> and obviously living in Dublin as well, you know, and, and that was all we, we'd, be, we'd been able to get as hash. Now, we uh, didn't know. Are they just feeding the hash to the teenagers or what? They must yeah. be like, because <laughs> mine was hash as well. I was just saying, we just, I didn't actually even click, but it was actually yeah. hash as well. So yeah. it was all hash for the kiddies, like. Yeah. That's but it. No, it's, it's nicotine, hash, so weed, weed. heroin. Grave. Solved. Oh, lads. Yeah. I think we're all really stoned, are we? Yeah, well, I definitely hyper and giddy and the Red Bull as well. Like. Mm. Yeah, lovely lovely Red Bull. Bull. Crack. Um, uh, all right. Crack. But I, I met my buddy. We, we, got, uh, we rolled, uh, we went down to a forest. It was actually quite cool, close enough to where, where I am now. And uh, we rolled the first one. And I remember his hat. It was a Los Angeles King's hat. Couple of talks, like so mischievous as well. Like yeah. you know, you'd be like, think back to yourself, Sinead, and uh, like, you know, just so bold and brazen. Sure, yeah, I hit that there, like you yeah. know. And I just remember your man reading the thing, like, oh, lost all those kings, two of us skipping <laughs> laughing, <laughs> just. But it was, I don't know, it just ingrained in my memory. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, great crack altogether. Fucking hell, man. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so. 
smoke story. My my one was you just house part house <laughs> That's when you were drifting off. <laughs> yeah, yours yeah. there. <laughs> I've done this before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually didn't really go into it deeply, but it was like I just it was just it was just at a it was yes. it was hash and it was at a it was at a house party and I had friends there that were f- I could you know like m- my sister's friends actually were at this house party and they were kind of cool kids yeah. and they were like hey Kade how's it going and I was a bit older than them so they were like trying to be like nice you know nice yeah. to me and they were cool kids and I was like yeah they're cool and they had hash and um, they rolled it up anyway and fucking passed it around and one lad got a whitey oh, no. <laughs> and it was my first time but I don't know did I do it like very as deeply as the lad beside me because I didn't get a whitey anyway yeah. I, I like because if you get a whitey it could turn you off straight away fucking ah, you'll never yeah. go back to it again whiteys. in my later teenage yeah. years I got three or four and I never smoked <laughs> through yeah. my whole teens I didn't smoke until I was kind of like 25 yeah but because i got a couple of whiteys like turn your right off oh There's turn your no right off it, like oh, violently like sick like yeah you know yeah. but um there was a pizza from the kentucky someone got a pizza from the kentucky and the lad that got sick uh, i can remember this so vividly uh fucking had eaten a slice of pizza oh, and he no. puked into the triangle space oh. So it was touching off either side <laughs> of the and everybody was just fucking him out of it. Fucking hell. I remember, and I remember then, like, there was two of us, like, I was sitting with some other fella, and we were just laughing at everything. Everything was more funny than the next thing, and I was just, yeah, it was just great. It was a great first-time experience. Yeah. Like, I think it's a hit and miss. If you don't, you know, if you, it's hard yeah. to get back to. And it, isn't it weird how it f- affects different people? Like, mm. you know, mm. I yeah. think it's 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 really weird. Like, you know, you were, you were saying with yourself there, with anxiety and stuff like that. And then for some people, then it brings serenity. Yeah. And then for some people, it fucking clears their mind. And for other people, it's medicinal for pain and stuff mm. like that. I mean, yeah. Do you guys find it makes you serene right because it would make me calm right if we're talking about normal weed it would make me calm to a degree but you know it kind of i don't know yeah, yeah, it, it up, d- like. yeah the mind kind yeah. of goes i you would know, agree actually going. yeah yeah if you if you try and go against that yeah you'll fall off the track i have found yeah. for myself when i like if you were if i ever experience feeling a bit like you know like mm. I feel calm, but now I've got to do something. I yeah. don't want to do it. Now I'm thinking about doing it, and now I'm gone down a path. Yeah. All the stuff. That's, that's it. But if you kind of, when I accept that and let it move along and just say, yeah, I'm sure it'll be grand. I might fuck it up, but I'll probably be all right. Like yeah. It won't be that bad. That's do you know? Like, yeah. I just kind of get over it. But that's like, I would have overthought the overthinking, yeah. extreme thinking. Yeah. You can definitely be a victim of extreme yeah. thinking. If you're in the wrong mind frame, a thing will just Ooh, come in and be like, yeah. come here, you. Ah. Yeah, it does. And you're like, fuck. Especially, and this is what I was saying to you earlier on, we were talking about this earlier on, yeah. especially like if you're, s- if you're baking all day. Yeah. If you're baking, if you're having your first bake at like 10 or 11 or 12 o'clock in the morning and you're, if you, and you've anxiety, forget about it. Mm forget about it because it'll only exacerbate it over time you know um like the way to the way like it's like alcohol like you know what i mean in moderation alcohol is is great for you like you know anything that's abused is going to fucking have a negative effect down the line you know like with anxiety it doesn't suit some people you know and that's totally cool and you found that and you found the cbd is perfect for you and that's great and like i you know I'll go back to normal weed absolutely because what just picking up on what John said you don't fight it like sometimes say I might 
where you, oh, say I have to pay that phone bill. Okay, right, I'll pay the phone bill. And then, you know, I'll finish work for the day, whatever. And I always say my joints like my glass of wine at night, you know, when you finish work. Mm. And you're like, mm-mm-mm. And all of a sudden then, after I finish that, I'm grand for a few minutes. And then I'll be like, oh, the bill. And if I don't pay it, and then that's going to happen. And then, but I'm at the point in my life now, overall, where... I can say this is just a fucking weed dog and weed stony head. Don't be worrying, everything's grand. Like, mm. and usually that does the trick. But then, like I said, what happened last month? It was just it's about four or five different high pressure things going on at the yeah. same time. So I was just like, just take me off the pitch for a minute there yeah. now and I'll yeah. see here with my CBD. Take <laughs> me off. Yeah. Give me the yeah. CBD. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it's unreal to have a couple of days or weeks or whatever. Yeah. Even just to, it's kind of a re a reset. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, I th- and as I said er, er, at the start there, like I definitely think I'm due. Like I mean, I'm not like I'm 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 baked now for the purposes of this podcast, but I'm not fucking like fucked around no. the place. Like I obviously, w- w- like I have a family. You have a family. You have to. You have to work. We have to do mm-hmm. fucking shit. It wouldn't be possible to be fucking p- taking bong hits at eight o'clock no. in the morning yes. and fucking, you know. But I won't deny that from time to time. Sundays. Oh yeah. And, uh, if 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 you've support in the house and you're not going anywhere and it's like fucking Sunday, I'd much prefer to have it a toot of a J mm. than fucking a bottle of fucking prosecco. Yeah. But like horses for courses, you know, Absolutely. make your own mind up on the meat. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Call back. Okay. Um we're gonna move on, guys. We're gonna do we're gonna talk about our conspiracies. We're gonna talk about our conspiracies. Um so we have three conspiracy stories really right three conspiracy tales and we're going to try and um we're just going to try and get them out there and discuss them and see what you think what you think if you think they're interesting i'll tell you now i can tell you for a fact i know all three of them well i know all the topics and um it's going to be a, a very very interesting half an hour 40 minutes of podcasting um so yeah sit in sit back i think i might even add some music to this when i'm fucking when I'm producing it. Uh, oh, yeah, put that beard oil on, um, Conspiracy John. Yeah, I have some beard butter. Is it the beard butter? I've got the ginger and fur needle. Mm. I've got, I put a bit of that on uh, the West Cork Beard Company. West Lovely. Cork Beard Company, sponsoring this podcast, of course. Um, fantastic. Nice. Fantastic beard company. Yeah, you put it on, how's it feel? It's me. <laughs> Silky. Silky. Look beautiful. Silky, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, we you both look, look well. You look gorgeous as well. Thanks, man. You both look gorgeous. Thanks. You're you both gorgeous. Cork Beard Company, gorgeous. Oh, oh, nice. Thank you. Much, All right. Okay. So marijuana, <laughs> <laughs> weed, <laughs> the devil's lettuce, <laughs> ganja, schmork, <laughs> hash. It all comes from hemp. You want to know what else comes from hemp? Sit back and let me tell you. Rope. (laughs) (laughs) Rope. I'm not talking about weak-ass rope. I'm not talking about skipping rope. I'm talking about rope from a fucking anchor. Hard industrial rope comes from hemp. Textiles, clothes. I'm talking jumpers, T-shirts, underpants, bras. I'm not actually sure about bras, actually. (laughs) I I don't know if there's weed bras out there, but if there is, I'll wear one. (laughs) Shoes, food, you can nourish your body with this nutritionally dense plant sent from the universe. Paper. We don't use paper much these days, but for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, well, for however long paper was around, it was made with hemp. (laughs) 
<laughs> Check it out. Google it. Google it. <laughs> That's what every conspiracy theorist says. Don't take my word for it, boy. Google it. Google it. Eddie Bravo, isn't it? He's like, check it out. Check it out, man. Check it out. He's banned from Joe Rogan. Check it out, man. Calm down there, Eddie. Do your own research. <laughs> Bioplastics. Insulation and fuel. I'm not even mentioning the medicinal value that it has for pain relief and in some cases actually curing uh, diseases and or well I won't say that. Curing we'll say the woes and ills of mankind. That's a little bit more flowery and not libelous. Um so I <laughs> anyway, it's a sacred, valuable, spiritual plant. And guess what? It grows easily and abundantly with very little care, lads. All it needs is sunlight soil and a little bit of water just like us like us that's what it's just like us like we I'm are it we In irish weather well it you need you need a certain you need a certain sunlight level of sunlight yeah, yeah. it's kind of hot countries isn't it but i'm trying see i i wasn't going to get all that in i was oh just yeah. going <laughs> but yeah you I if you had um had that in there if you had a glass house if you had a glass house you'd probably be able to grow it if we had a good summer i think it takes three months to grow wow. you could probably grow it but like, I don't know how, obviously, the hotter I think it is, the better. Uh, I've never grown it, um, but I'm just doing from what I've seen and around the place. Yeah. Yeah. But not I all year round. From a horticultural perspective. I yeah. But I'd say, but definitely people grow it, like. Yeah. Oh, well, so you can get... It thrives um, in warmer climates, yeah. I think, where the it's just hotter. Is it the heat yeah, that makes yeah, it thrive? Yeah. Heat, know. water, and light. And light. You can, yeah. you can it's get a like weed, isn't it? It's a fucking like it's weed. A, like yeah. A, like a classification. Checked into that. We know it is. It is a weed. And it's just like us, <coughs> you know. Uh, you can't survive on hemp alone. Lads, you just can't, like. But you could build a house out of it, like. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> you could wear clothes from it. You could uh, treat the sick with it. You can nourish your body. And at the weekends, you can have a few talks. <laughs> That'll. Smoke your roof. Do you know? Just take a few talks from the butt of that there and it'll transform you into a butterfly. <laughs> Floating over a daisy strewn meadow in search of the meaning of life. Hi, my name is Blind Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's God's gift to us. Whatever God you pray to, that's what I'm saying anyway. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it was totally legal as well. It was fucking legal for like more, like centuries. It was legal for centuries. It was only in the last like 100, 150 years, well, 100 years actually, that uh, it became illegal at the epicenter of the world. America. Is that the conspiracy? Then? This is the this is the that conspiracy. Legal and it was actually a product that was used. Oh, it was. I, I'm gonna blow nice. your bollocks off, brother. You. So you basically, know. the rest of the world kind of followed. At the time, America was a superpower, and the rest of the world followed suit in general. But at the t you could also like there was parts of the world like Thailand and North Africa and stuff like that where it was you know it was just culturally accepted to use it but like america mm. fucking prohibited it and um let me get into that let me get into that like if you got caught with it, it you know it no not now but like 20 30 years ago it was punishable by like long custodial sentences in the states like there was a time in the 80s and the 70s where weed was <laughs> in the same category as heroin like just mental mental stuff like you know medicinal no. Yeah. It's stigmatized, it's vilified, and if you're a vocal proponent of its many values, you're often boxed off as a hippie or worse, a stoner. <laughs> Don't be a stoner. You'll never get anything He's done. a stoner. Take notice of him. <laughs> Fuck you, hell, Connie Sullivan. Look at him over there. He's stoned off his bollocks. How do we want to pick him? 
So I'm going to give you five fucking facts, right? Some crazy facts about hemp, right? And hemp is the plant that um, cannabis grows from, um, the, mar- the marijuana plant, all right? So here are some five, and I'm going to start at five and go right down to the last. My top five, with number one being the most amazing fact you've ever seen in your whole or heard in your whole entire life. Amazing. And be cold on to your heads because they might explode. <laughs> <laughs> so number five, coming in at number five, same as last week, <laughs> oldest known records of hemp farming go back 5,000 years to, to China, right? Wow. But the industrialization of hemp was in ancient Egypt, thousands of years ago. It was just around back in yeah. fucking, and used in, indus- in industry in ancient Egypt. All right, mad. <laughs> this one is gas. George Washington and Thomas Jefferson had hemp farms and sold no it. Way. Sold hemp. So essentially, they were like... Bacon th- at large. They were weed dealers. <laughs> <laughs> they were weed <laughs> dealers, two ex-presidents. Yeah. You'd expect it though, but <coughs> sure, that's kind of like the gig, isn't it? Like... They all have like a little bit on the side. Yeah, side hustle. Like, so that, that was their side hustle. They were running the, the world, and they were also growing a bit of gange on the side. <laughs> all right, George, how much for the 50 bag, kid? How many grams in your 50 bag, George? Fuck you, boy, I'm going to have to jump to Tommy Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a question. Right? Mm, yes. At that time, did they know that they could... It baked. Oh, if absolutely, and okay. it was it wasn't stigmatized. It was it was made illegal. I, I, I'll tell you why the conspiracy here in a minute. Now okay. we'll tell you why it's made okay. illegal. But like, it was completely normal. It was no it was no more n- normal than mead, which was the kind of the drink that they'd make, you know, mm. or a whiskey or something it was like just that. Just a plant just that a was plant. farmed yeah, yeah, and yeah. processed. Yeah. and it was in industry, and then they just said no. And Tommy Jefferson had three grams on his fifty bag. So George then went up the to the three point five. Fifty bags were way bigger back then. Yeah. They were way bigger back. Grams, like you know, you'd be like, oh, you left me short a gram, and he'd be like, oh, Gri- Jefferson, well. <laughs> George used to spray his then, <laughs> spray his <laughs> weed, apple juice and all sorts on it. <laughs> uh, so that's that's fact number four, right? That, that that was just amazing. Like two presidents of the United States of America, weed dealers. I can't right. believe that. Like, where are you getting these? I got from, these. Like? I got them off a very reliable source by fucking call Google. All right. <laughs> These are, f- and I've, I've, check it out. And conspiracy oh, jam. exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe me? Go check it out. Just Google it. Just say, George Washington and Tommy Jefferson, did they sell weed? And they'll come straight back and they'll say, who are, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Number three, Rembrandt and Van Gogh, as well as most early canvas paintings were principally painted on hemp linen. Like yeah. fucking classic art that has survived generations, that has worked millions and millions, is was painted on this. The best they would have been getting the best available. These were artists at the time that were would have had patrons and stuff like that. They'd be commissioned mm-hmm. to do these, so they'd have the best of paper, and they chose hemp. Well hemp linen, kid. Van Gogh. I only have hemp linen, otherwise you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he spoke like that. But Rembrandt then was from the north side, and he was like, what are you fucking talking about, Van Gogh? <laughs> um, number two, and this nearly was number one. This was nearly number one, because I come from a, a car background, um, a motor background. Henry Ford, you all know who Henry Ford was? First Model T, right? He, w- he built that to run on hemp gasoline. <laughs> he built it to run on hemp gasoline, and he constructed most of the car. Runs deep, like. He constructed most of the car from hemp. There's a picture of him on the tintonet, right, 
in a huge, he's a huge state of hemp, right? And he, this, the saying is, uh, I have it written here, grown from, this car grown from the soil. They'd had plastic panels that are stronger than steel. Lots. In the car, right? This is all pre, this conspiracy one I'm about to get into, but this is the last one. This one just blows my bollocks just because I love trees. I am a tree fan. I lo I'd love to have tree trees. I'd call them my, tri my tree trees. <laughs> That's my small forest. <laughs> um, but I love trees, right? So this one blew my bollocks, right? In 1916, the US government predicted that by 1940, all paper would come from hemp and no more trees would need to be cut down. Studies by the government reported that one acre of hemp equaled 4.1 acres of trees. Fuck. Isn't that wild? Like here we are making a shit show of our world, cutting down trees and cars, you know, using fossil fuels, and there's hemp solutions. And there's hemp solutions. Mm -hmm. For everything. Yeah. For everything. It's wild when you look into it, isn't it, though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, literally, everything. Everything. Yeah. everything. You can eat it as well. You can wear it. You can dance in it. Like, you could survive on it. Like, hemp protein, you know, yeah. vegan protein. Like, yeah. you can literally yeah. build your muscle and your body. Yeah. If you only drank hemp protein every day I'd say with distilled oh, yeah. water or some good water, you'd probably be grand. Yeah. Yeah. Like I and you could live in your hemp house. Yeah, and yeah. it grows abundantly. Have your hemp car. Fields. Run on your hemp gasoline. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm lactose intolerant, right? And <coughs> now that I can't even describe how much that devastated me when I kind of coughed onto it. Uh, headaches, runny nose, nothing severe, you know, fine. But I obviously have to swap it, make you know, make swaps, whatever. Hemp milk, all right, not the worst thing in the world. Um, but I use a hemp uh, parmesan substitute. And they throw out my eggs and stuff in the morning. And uh, yeah, you've got protein, you've got fats in there, and it's very, very good for you. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's it's really? it's amazing. So look, so here's the conspiracy, right? And I'm using inverted commas here now, right? Because even though it is outlandishly dismissed as a conspiracy, if you join the dots, it paints a picture of an arrow, and that arrow is firmly painted or pointed at greed, racism, racism? Racism and racism as well. Um, greed, racism, I can't pronounce that word, and big business. <laughs> right? So, right, in that turn of the century, right, the illegal, the illegal Mexicans flooded into the States um, just after the Mexican Revolution and they brought with them their, their own kind of pints of Guinness at the weekend or their glass of wine, if you're like, but their equivalent was wheat. Right, they loved to smoke weed recreationally. All right, but they called they had a special name for it. They called it marijuana. All right, and Americans, being xenophobic anyway, right, looked on in complete disgust at what they believed were a race of kind of criminal, warmongering, kind of lazy layabouts, and they all had this one thing in common, which was smoking this fucking thing, uh, the devil's lettuce or whatever you want to call it. You know, so. Anyway, the story goes like this. Before hemp was prohibited, it was commercially grown. And this isn't a story. This is actually facts, right? But this is how they'll paint it or how people will say it in a conspiracy thing. But this is facts, right? Before hemp was prohibited, it was commercially grown in the, street, in the States for a variety of uses, like I mentioned earlier, oils, medicines, paints, rope, blah, 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 blah. In the 1930s, a new hemp fiber machine came onto the market, right? And it could make hemp paper even more affordable and efficient to produce. So this new machine came on and it was going to take hemp 
into the fucking modern world. And, and were the Mexicans here as well at the same the time? The Mexicans had come into... They had come in recently? They had come in w about maybe five years, to five to ten years before this. And in society... Had they brought the hemp? Or was it already there? No, they know? were just smoking. They, they, were, just smoking. they were just smoking. Nice. So that's how they associate. There was ah. going to be an association with Mexicans um, and criminality and racism and, and, and violence and stuff like that. This is, how, this, is, uh, this is how it manifested. Yes. But I'm just kind of building the picture of this new machine, this new hemp machine, which is going to come in and revolutionize the world, right? And it's already more, you know, as I said earlier, it's already uh, more economical to grow than trees, four to one, you know? So this is this is great. This is going. This is like brilliant news for mankind. Really, like this is going to revolutionise mankind. But it was very, 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 very bad news for newspaper mogul William Randolph Hearst. Oh, of course. Why? Why? Good question. Here is why. Because Hearst had big investments in paper and manufacturing industry. And he now worried that hemp production is going to threaten my timber industry, causing me to lose millions. I can't stand for that. I can't stand for it, I tell you. Is he the guy from KFC as well? No, he's a different... <laughs> he's my second cousin. Okay. Everybody always calls me Chicken George. I said, that's my cousin, I say. That's my cousin. Jesus Christ, I'm a newspaper mogul. Hearst. William Randolph Hearst. Meanwhile, right, meanwhile, there was a chemical company known as DuPont. Oh my, oh my, DuPont. And that they had just launched a new process of paper manufacturing from wood pulp. So they had a new machine that they had just built that oh. was going to manufacture paper. The paper wars. So, mm. yes. Yes. Fearing bankrupt. Fearing bankrupt. You've just got, got it. it. And it that is right. the end of. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So they were basically fearing bankruptcy, DuPont and Hearst. So they tooled and teamed up together to stop the hemp revolution in, in its tracks. Using his media prowess, Hearst slandered marijuana. Marijuana. In his papers with sensational horror stories about the drug using the Mexicans as proponents of of this and stereotyping and stuff like that. So, like, associating with that and then the xenophobic mass masses all bought into this then, you know. Mm. Um, he he was behind the financing of films such as Reefer Madness. I don't know if you ever heard of this. This is, like, ah. pro proper, like... He went hard, like... Proper. Yeah. It'd be like oh. fucking if... Uh, there was a, a movie now with Tom Hanks in it, like proper in the cinema, Reefer yeah. Madness and The Devil's Weed. And it was all, Reefer Madness was mad. Like it shows a white woman smoking a J and the next thing she turns into is like a fucking psychopathic serial killer. Like yeah. it's mental stuff. Like mad, so while he was doing all that then, DuPont had his links to the US government, right? Because one of his companies, one of his companies, um, the chief financial backer was a man called Andrew Mellon. So in one of his companies, one of his backers of one of his companies was Andrew Mellon, right? And he had a day, he wasn't just an investor in companies, he had a day job as well. He had a, what, what was his day job? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> he was the secretary of the US Treasury. Of course. Yeah. Right? The man was, as they say in Sopranos, connected. <laughs> connected. 
right to the very top, and even though this is KGB. <laughs> it goes right to the very top. <laughs> then, so miraculously, right, in 1937, the marijuana, the marijuana tax act was passed, right? Nobody gave this, uh, nobody bat, batted an island, an, an island, an or an island at this, you know, because it's marijuana, not hemp, marijuana. Mm. Who wrote the act, I wonder? Why it was no other than Andrew Mellon's nephew, wow. his brother's son. It. <laughs> How utterly convenient. Dun, dun, dun. This new bill flew through Congress and made possession of cannabis sativa, the cannabis sativa plant, illegal under federal law, leaving Hearst and DuPont to swim in their ducktail millions. Do you remember that move, that cartoon where you jump, jump in and he'd splash like that? I was like, oh, wait, kids like swimming in the coin. angry all the time. <coughs> I was like, God, oh, that guy's so much more money. Yeah, why isn't he happy? He'd yeah. look at him, he's swimming and he's... But I was ah. like, why would you swim in coins? You'd hurt yourself as well. Like, Aye. stupid. City. But anyway, I'm nearly done, guys. The new bill flew through Congress and it made possession of cannabis sativa plant illegal under federal law. You know. So meanwhile, the American Medical Association didn't even know that marijuana was hemp. Never even knew it. <laughs> that the versatile gift from the gods was marijuana. All that they didn't know that they were the same, the same they plant did at a all. Shimmy. They did a shimmy. Yeah. Nobody knew no. until it was too late. Nobody knew till it was, was in. in. And then they had all the fucking story of the world. Yeah. Oh story yeah. of the world. And they, all the while, then they continued then to fucking, um, like, ha hardcore down on, on weed, make it as vilified, 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 mm. because they couldn't let it build any momentum. Um, yeah, so big business were behind it. And that concludes my behind-the-scenes theory on Mary Jane and why it was made illegal. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know now that can make me all a lot of bollocks like, no. do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I actually That's think... What the Wikipedia says, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. that was actually not from Wikipedia, no. That was from... Um, I, w I, I, I looked at a couple of YouTube videos, old stories from it, and I actually... Then I went into some articles, and I just... I hand-picked out little bits that were interesting, like the facts there now are fucking yeah. amazing, like, like yeah. the Model T... The yeah. fucking two boys owning the farm. Like, yeah. really, I just thought it was interesting how it was perfectly legal for years and years and years and years and years. And then it was suddenly, not overnight, but like very quickly in the scale of, of things, turned into like a, the devil's fucking lettuce, the fucking the worst drug in the world on yeah. the same scale Power as heroin. Of the media. Power of media. Mm. Like, you pump a message out consistently, surely, yourselves. It's marketing, like yeah. you pump a message out consistently in a way that resonates with a human, mm. they pick up on the message, like absolutely. You know? But then you, you have do it with anything. You know, you you look at forty, fifty years later after that like, period you were talking about, the whole war on drugs was launched and all that kind of thing. Also, a racial, um, a racial issue. You know what I mean? That that stemmed from racism, as well. But this is it. It's being vilified when really it's. Mm possibly the answer to so much and now it's coming out the other it's coming out the other side now in the states there seems there seems to be a legalization movement yeah. happening it's nearly everywhere it's nearly everywhere stage, is it and I a lot of european countries as well yeah, i'd say it'll be legal in most places i think soon it's enough. 12 to 12 or 14 states i think it's legal in but so it's still illegal in the majority of them yeah and new york yeah. passed it like, i think about like two weeks ago oh. and i think I think once is it heavily decriminalized in most places? Oh yeah, mm. like, like in, in you can go. View where you're able to get it medicinally. Yeah, 
I think you can get vending machines of it now, John, in California. Oh, like, yeah. it's Canada is like that as well. Yeah. But just, but like the thing is, wouldn't it be great to be able to go in and talk to someone, an expert, and go, look, I'm, I, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a nice mellow. I want to watch a match this evening. Mm -hmm. I have a stressful job. I'd like a little mellow there for the afternoon. What can you give me? And they'll give you a pre rolled thing that'll get you nice and mellow. I, that's the thing I love about Amsterdam. You know, it's not just like going over and getting out of your brains for a few days. That's fun too. But like when I go over, I remember the last time I went over and I went into one of the places and said, listen, we're going around Amsterdam all day and we're doing stuff so I don't want to be tripping over my own feet basically and your one recommended chocolate sour diesel which I'm a big fan of the sour diesel strain anyway but chocolate sour diesel is a new one oh sweet lord Mm. and yeah it was perfect because I was fine you know as in I was walking around I wasn't embarrassed to be in public but like my mind was just thinking of things coming out like I was saying things that like where the fuck did that come from class yeah you know and it was beautiful Beautiful. It's class. It's just, I suppose, w- and we'll we'll move on now. Um, but I, I just think just to finish on the on the, ca- on the cannabis. Um, it's just, uh, and I hope Ireland is going to get that way. And I talk about it openly, and I know you talk about it openly, yeah. and and you make n- you hide no fact either, conspiracy, John. But like, it's normal people talking about it is yeah. what's going to um is what's going to bring it back. Mm. Yeah, like you have to have your doctors, your bankers, your civil servants, your people that vote. They have to see, they have to be educated. Mm-hmm. And I think it's happening. I see all my friends all know I'm a stoner now. They're still all my friends. Mm. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people are smoking though. And a lot yeah. of people smoke yeah. that yeah. you wouldn't necessarily <coughs> consider smoke. Mm. And a lot of people drink and a lot of people do other things. Yeah. Like, But there's yeah. still a large like weed or cannabis or marijuana. It is very good as a release, yeah. I find. Yeah. And as a way to be reflective mm. oh it's know. so good for reflection and uh, a lot of people i think do use it for that reason because it's like you can't really get it from a drink yeah because you become a bit too wound up yeah or excited with a drink mm. yeah oh it has and uh, it's like you can get your sediva and you can get like there's different strains now that you go like okay, okay this will yeah. give you a nice mellow this will this is hi- high for focus yeah working during i think sativa is like for f- good for focus if you've got tasks to do and stuff like yeah. that but um, look, it. Uh, I just think something that grows from the ground shouldn't be illegal. If you're an adult, I I wouldn't be fucking condone. I wouldn't be saying you were saying with thirteen. If the lads are thirteen, I'd be like going, Ah yes, please lads, yeah. come on, fuck it. Yeah. But that's different. I'm growing up in the country. If I grew up in Donabate, I guarantee you, I was fucking going to be smoking at fucking twelve and thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just fucking geography, like. But, but like you know, I I'm glad that I didn't start smoking like potent weed until I was twenty one because was far from an adult you know it, well it was obviously legally an adult but like it was obviously still a gobshy too but mm. your brain is way more developed then than Definitely. it is as yeah. a teenager so i'm same. grateful yeah, yeah. and yeah. similar enough like you yeah. kind of not smoking till older definitely gives you a different type of relationship with it. yeah um my first my first smoke the one i was talking there i think i might have been 19 or 20 but what was interesting or what i always found interesting is i actually didn't s- i never smoked again until I was in London, I was about twenty-eight, so I only ever had like one smoking experience. Oh, sorry, I had two. I had two. I had another. I had a, a, J, a, a smoke of a J again at one stage, maybe a year after that. But like, so I feel that I never really started smoking until I was twenty-eight, and I definitely think you're. Sp- yeah. I definitely think you're right on that. The later you start, mm. like I think your brain's developed at around twenty-one anyway, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So like, but the later you start, the better chance you give yourself, really. 
did a ridiculous amount of drinking before that Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, yeah. Like, <laughs> he tore the arse yeah. out of it. Yeah. I, I don't know, is that a trend? It's All like, same, yeah. I need to stop drinking so much here and relax. And ah. it's like, ah. And, yeah. and have you found as well that since you became more regular talkers that the frequency with which you drink has gone down? Way down, way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all my friends would say the same way too. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it, given, the, given the option ah. of a smoke or a pint no or a couple of pints, especially if I'm at home. Mm. If I'm at home, um, uh, like, and Noel says, you can have a glass of wine or you can have a J. I'll, I'll have a J. All day. All yeah, day and every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. You know, even if for a few pints, it's nice to have a little smoke, you know, yeah. but that'd be me anyway, you know. Mm. What about yourself, Jenny J's? Oh, I would have, usually on its own, but I'd like to have an old whiskey with it sometimes. Mm. Yes. You know, like, I, I wouldn't drink much. I might have maybe, like, two or three small whiskeys. Lovely. Or mm. maybe, like, a couple of Guinness. Yeah. Do you know, but not mm. not enough to be hung over. Yeah. No, no. Like not enough to be kind of giddy and in decent form. I might do a bit of yoga or I might go for a massive walk and then turn it into a run mm. after. Mm. Do you yeah, know? I just yeah. kind of use it in a weird way. I love the way actually fun. I've often talked to you and you'd be like, Yeah, I'm just off there on a ten or a twelve K hike. Yeah. I've got a blunt rolled here, now I'm just oh. gonna get that into me. And and yeah. off you are in nature and I'll tell you fucking what a way to experience marijuana yeah. is in nature it is so beautiful mm. it, you just become so grateful for your for everything that's yeah. going on but listen we need to move on we need to move on and we want to move on to the next conspiracy tale ladies and gentlemen and this is brought to you by Sinead Amanda Walsh you. Uh, take it away Sinead thank you um, yeah, so taking a complete left turn from the whole wee thing, or maybe not, actually, is the case, maybe. So my conspiracy is something that I got into when I was, like, 14, and I actually had a rage and argument with my dad about it around that time as well. But some people believe that Kurt Cobain, lead singer of iconic 90s grunge band Nirvana, um commit suicide in 1994 and some of us believe it was not suicide but he was indeed murdered dun, dun, dun. yes it does so um for those of you that aren't familiar with the the i suppose the background of the whole thing you might know who kirk bain is but you, you know that he shot himself whatever i'll give you a bit of background so on curse um he grew up in a place called aberdeen and when he was a teenager he developed like severe stomach pain right and throughout his teenage and adult years went from doctor to doctor to doctor to try and figure out what it was was diagnosed or misdiagnosed with like a whole bunch of different ailments including IBS um, Kurt Cobain had IBS well it was thought mm. it was one of those things so anyway is that the conspiracy no <laughs> <laughs> he had the shits and um no, but yeah, it was it was pain more so than like irritation, right? But he even with the pain, like he couldn't eat very much. You know, yourself, he was always quite skinny and, and that kind of thing. But yeah. anyway, but um, yeah, so through you know because of this chronic pain, he was obviously on rakes of painkillers at various times, and it eventually led to as does the grunge lifestyle, I guess, but eventually leads to drug use and that kind of thing, and then heroin. He became a heroin addict. Um, kind of in his uh, pretty sure it was like his early 20s right mm. so that's just a bit of background there um so then 27 years ago this year april 5th right so we have been as long without kirk Cobain now as we had him right he was 27 when he died as well 
so just a bit club of twenty seven. There, yeah, you know it, right? Um, so yeah, he it's estimated due to autopsy that he died in April twenty uh, April fifth, nineteen ninety four. His body wasn't found till the 8th of April, right, by an electrician that was doing a job on the garden lights outside. They had, like, a guest house kind of glass house thing, mm. and that's where the body was, right? Now I remember seeing footage of that with the reporters yeah. outside the mm. thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Maybe you're going to talk about that. I actually am in foot. He tied uh, a piece of string to his toe. Shotgun to so is that a bit graphic? No, 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 because we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> get into a bit of that as well. Or so did he? Or did he? <laughs> is he living <laughs> off? Maybe he Maui. just like yeah, putting little pieces of rope no, he's living made from him Simona. <laughs> around his toe. Family. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna get into kind of the circumstantial evidence for want of a better word, and then I'll get into the forensics as well, Ooh. which is a bit of shotgun. Scientific. So um, he was married to Courtney Love at the time. He was found dead, who was uh, a singer in the band Hole. Um, and basically how I got into it was in 2004, two fellas called Ian Halpern and Max Wallace released a book called Love and Death, right? And it's about their theory. Well, it's they, I'll get, they talk to a few people, mainly based around a fella called Tom Grant, right? Now, Tom Grant's an interesting character in this whole story. Kurt had been in rehab, right? He OD'd on Rehypnol and Champagne in a hotel room in Rome, okay? Now, Courtney Love essentially pushed the idea that that was a suicide attempt, where others in his circle said, no, it wasn't the case, it was actually an accidental overdose. The Rehypnol was her prescription Rehypnol, and there was 50 tablets. He scoffed 50 tablets of Rehypnol, and uh, he was clinically dead at one point or whatever. So anyway, they came back to America. He was already he was dead. He was clinically in dead. Rome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's clinically Ooh, dead. Wow. Yeah, good came, they brought him back. Love, Brain, love Rome. Bit, I've yeah. never actually been. I've only been to the yeah, it's a good city. The the Vitaly now, but mm. yeah, lovely. Check it um, out. Yeah, <laughs> well, it put out. that down the list there, John. Just one second. Sinead <laughs> <laughs> must go to Rome. Okay. <laughs> it's down on a list. That's actually my list, but we can transfer it onto your list afterwards. Perfect, perfect. I'll be walking to the baths like, how many is boys? So, yeah, so they went back to America. He checks into a rehab clinic in California. And one of the days he's there, he tells the staff he's going out for a smoke, scales a six-foot wall and makes off, right? He books, he uses a credit card to book flights back to Seattle, which is where he's living with Courtney and their then infant child, Francis Bean Cobain. Um, so Tom Grant is hired by Courtney Love to try and help her find Kurt, right? And he's gone a bit, Yeah. Kurt's gone AWOL and bearing in mind we're, we've no mobile phones at this time or any of that shit right so but they know he used the credit card to book his flights uh, uh, from California back to Seattle so they know they assume he's in Seattle somewhere now Tom Grant is interesting because he actually was the one and he says it in the film uh, Soaked in Bleach which is very good it was on Netflix but it's now on YouTube but he says in the film that PIs aren't lawyers, right? So if I hire you to investigate something, if like a crime, say, or uh, someone I think is doing something bad, I'm not your lawyer. I don't want to vindicate you. So if I th- if that PI thinks that you have done wrong, they're going to call you on it. You know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. And Tom Grant, for the record, former uh, LAPD prote- uh, detective, absolutely sparkling clean records right and the two boys that wrote the book uh halpern and wallace looked into him checked him out because they said you know pi's can be pretty shady right yeah so no absolutely everyone that works maybe (laughs) who knows who knows 
so this book, Love and Death, is based around his kind of that their interviews with him and his his tapes, and he has a lot of audio that he recorded with Courtney around the time because he was very suspicious of her, right? Her and a guy called Michael Kelly do it. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of a bit of the background, right, to the whole case, and where my conspiracy obsession came from. So, looking into the circumstantial evidence, right? Why would Courtney kill her husband, right? Money, money. Okay, so. But she already had fame. The main theory was that he killed himself. That was the, the main theory. So is the he main killed himself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The narrative out there is that he shot himself. Actually, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the garage. Yeah. Yeah. And so your your one is why would why would why is it better? Well, she could be jealous of him. She could be jealous of his fame. Right. I, I don't know anything of this conspiracy, okay. and yeah. I love the fact that I don't. Yeah, I she don't either. Okay. She could be jealous of him. She might have a big thing for on his will or, you know, one of those things where okay. uh, money, maybe. Right. So or maybe that they were going to split up, and he was going to take custody of the kid, maybe. So something like that. I'll give, you, I'll give you a good one, right? So first of all, I'll pretext this by saying a lot of uh, murder motives, right? Researchers suggest that there's two main reasons why people kill. The first one is money, so you're bang on there, Kenny. Um, and the second one is um, an argument that just gets out of hand, you know, so like a flash of rage, whatever, you know yourself, oh, yeah. right? So very rarely are murders actually some criminal mastermind plot and all that kind of stuff. No. But I thought the money thing was interesting mm. in this case. So when Kurt and Courtney got married, right, they were both up and coming rock stars, right, in similar scenes, yeah. to be fair. Courtney was the one who was back to be the bigger star, right? Hole were making a big wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, you know, and she was She'd be way less time. talented, though. Yeah, are you, I, And Hole had some good songs. Like, yeah. they had one or two good songs, yeah. but, like, fucking Nirvana had Bleach. They had Nevermind. Yeah. They had In Utero. They had three Unreal albums in a row. Bangers. You yeah. know, I can't even think of Hole. Like, is Hole one of Hole's albums called Hole? I think so. Yeah. I'm not a huge Courtney Love fan, obviously. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, I yeah. definitely not as talented, in my opinion. No. Yeah, yeah. And it's easy, it's easy to say that now, right? But at the time, she was obviously tipped to be the hottest star, being female, yeah. rock, really attractive, etc. Was she? So she, yeah, yeah, she, she was. Okay. She was kind of grungy. If you were into grunge, and I, I love grunge now, like I yeah. love that Seattle movement, on yeah. you know, fucking Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, yeah. Nirvana, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, but the whole came from there as well. Um, but she was like she's a nefarious enough character I know a little bit about her alright yeah. but only from the story crazy. of so Nirvana the conspiracy is yeah. that she set this up yeah she, she, she got him killed she yeah. got him killed yeah. she arranged yeah. hit so why so, so. so why when they were getting married like I said Courtney was kind of tipped the one that was uh, certainly ahead of him say in the fame stakes right so they uh, signed a prenup right as you do and it was in her mind obviously to protect, and her management protect her assets and whatever in case they ever did break up she would be the bigger star therefore she would have more to lose however as we all know that turned oh. out not to be the case kurt became the bigger star mm -hmm. right nirvana were worldwide worldwide he was huge rock icon is that too much of a no yeah. no rock he's icon. a rock icon, rock icon. absolutely mortal like yeah. his face is is as is a synonymous now as Hendrix or yeah, Morrison. Yes, that gritty voice that he oh. had was just oh, like that unplugged album. Yeah. Like it was it. unmatched. Oh. 
you know. Yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> insane, talented, and the two boys were very good as well. You know what I mean? Um, Dave Grohl, Chris Novoselic. Yeah. I can never pronounce Novoselic. Novoselic. Only until recently. Yeah. And when your man was what's the spin-off band that your man had? Uh, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Foo Fighters. They were quite good. Yeah, never yeah. liked the Foo Fighters then. Did you not? Nah, couldn't they get into the whole scene. They did a couple of alright ones. They were they were a bit more upbeat. I thought yeah. they were more kind of popular, kind of pop music, poppy grunge. I've seen them twice, and both times they were very good. But equally, that's because like I'm a huge Nirvana fan, so obviously seeing Dave Grohl in the flesh. Is yeah, and he was the drummer for for know, Nirvana. Right? Like he's like a front f- and no fucking give me his juice. Like I just it's a personal thing with me, but like he's a great front man. Oh like, yeah, you know, he's yeah. an icon as well, really. Like uh, in, in, in I suppose he has turned out, into it all right, chap. Yeah, yeah. are they yeah. still around, Foo Fighters? They're not touring and writing as much, but they always bang out albums every couple of years. You know. Um yeah, so uh, so that's that's Dave for you. But yeah, so Kurt, Kurt becomes the bigger star, right? And at the time this all happened, so in the last year of his life, it's been said by his... Oh, yeah. It's been said by Just so people know there, I'm um, just starting up a vaporizer here so that we can have a little vape. I'm excited. Are um, you going to have a little bit? I have a little bit. Okay, Sorry. that's great. Yeah, that's great, yeah. That's up to yourself. Um, I found that outside. I found oh, yeah, I yeah. found that outside earlier so on. Yeah. I just r- yeah yeah I just right, picked it up and it said <laughs> this is whatever you know and I was like all right okay yes. I'll try it whatever it's not my scene but yeah. go anyway sorry yeah. Sinead. Yeah, no. look life is about new experiences so yeah. yeah so in the last year of his life people who were close to Kurt said that he talked about getting divorced from Courtney an awful lot right so it was obviously on the cards shall we say so she actually stood to lose a lot more than Kurt did at this point, right? Because if you think about it, right, if the division of assets is who owns what, Kurt's a fucking millionaire, you know? They're living in this big, gorgeous mansion out in Seattle. Huge thing. He's the bigger star, so he walks away with his money, she walks away with significantly less money than he has. So, if we're talking about motive, that is certainly an interesting but can way I just to say, look at it. Can I just say, would, would Courtney still have a lot of money? Like, Yeah, like surely she would. Even if they split up uh, in a divorce, mm. would she still get like half of Kurt's No, money? see, that's the thing with the prenup, right? Is your assets are your assets or my assets are mine, and that's fucking it. Fucking like. hell, it must have been some prenup, like. Yeah, so it came back to fucking bite her in the ass. So then, they reckon she. Yeah, so you know Curtis. yourself, even when you've money, it's never enough money, right? Was his name Curtis? Kurt no, Kurt. No, it was, was Kurt, it Donald Kurt? Cobain. Yeah. Kurt Donald. Yeah. Kurt Donald. Now, there was an interesting point, right, where when. They realised he was missing from rehab. That Courtney Love rang the police, the Seattle Police Department, to register missing persons report. But pretended to be Kurt's mother, Wendy O'Connor, which is really weird. And in it, in, in the tapes, you can hear her say that she's suicidal and he has a shotgun, which is also weird. However, it's she's pretending to be the mom, mother. and she's saying this on a recorded yeah. police. Like you can't do things like that. Like, like what the fuck? So the, the odd thing is, right, and she tells Tom Grant the same when she hires him, oh, he's got a shotgun. But the odd thing is that according to reports, there are receipts from when Cobain got back from um, from California and he bought a shotgun and shotgun shells. You know, so how would she have known that? You know, that th- there's a kind of few weird mixy uppy parts here, right? So, mm. yeah, just very odd. There's more than one thing. It's not yeah. the, the, the original narrative is not actually like joining the dots. Like imagine any of that happened down your local neighbourhood. Yeah. You'd be like, sure, obviously, just foul play involved there, like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. If this was your mate, we were talking like about. Ring you up, know? The, ring up the guard, pretend to be someone else, and say this to me. 
it'd be an interesting um, conversation down the pub anyway with the lads. Oh, you know? but like, would you believe what they said? How, how'd you find that? So, yeah, it's nice and mild, isn't it? Yeah. Delicious, yeah. Yeah, that's a vaporizer now. No smoke or nothing like that. Well, this is what it just said when I found it outside. I found it outside. Yeah. There was a note on it saying this is a vaporizer. No smoke. Yeah, no smoke or nothing, and it's fully charged there. That's what it said. I was yeah. like, fuck it, who left that down there with the note? <laughs> but anyway, sorry, Shane. No, no, you're fine. Absolutely not. That's what we're here for, gentlemen. So. 420, yo. <laughs> 420. So, the police report says that Cobain died on the 5th. He wasn't found on the 8th, so they obviously do the autopsy they estimate and with reasonable accuracy as well that somebody is dead x amount of time so he's been dead since april 5th what's unusual is that credit card that he used to book the flights back from seattle was being used between the 5th and the 8th and it's never been investigated nor explained by the police Mm, which is a weird one that is very weird and extremely suspicious extremely weird right now I did mention a guy called Michael Callie DeWitt a while ago and I'm going to touch on him again right so Grant the PI believes that it was DeWitt using the credit card now your man Callie is a bit of a weird guy okay what are we going to say there in the library in the library (laughs) sorry no (laughs) (laughs) and um, so he was a former boyfriend of Courtney Love Right, which A is weird. He was also the nanny for their kid. Why would you get What the Italian? fuck? The That'd be like me getting Noel's ex boyfriend to, to, to mind the kid. Imagine your fucking breeds ex around minding like Lads Julie. Are asking for trouble here. <laughs> yeah. right, to be Do you know fair, what I mean? Right? Like, Do they have any cop on at all? But Kurt is so out of it on heroin. He's like, or yeah. Kurt yeah. Yeah. So Kurt actually yeah, went through a, a period of, he was trying to get on and off heroin the last year of his life. The reason being, a doctor said I think you might have scoliosis so that's he had a trapped nerve in his back from scoliosis that was actually giving him the stomach pain gave him this um, it was experimental at the time in the sense that the FDA hadn't approved this drug or this medication to help him with his back and he was flying they cured it it was the only thing that ever done anything for him other than heroin you know he gave up heroin now he fell off the wagon he gave it up again and blah 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 but eventually Courtney called the police on him a couple of months before this all went down Police found the non-FDA approved medication in his house and confiscated it because they said it was suspicious. And as sure as the Pope shits in the woods, boys, he obviously goes back in the gear, as we say in Dublin. So yeah, so that's an interesting dynamic to this as well. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's that's okay. a bit fucked, um, right? This is all news to me now, like. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm right. trying to sum it up as quick as possible. Yeah. So if, if you need me to speed it's up or thing, slow everything down, everything has like this massive rabbit hole to it. If you oh. look into anything, you can be there looking into sky like this, yes. and then this. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's such a so fucking shim sham of a planet. I know. Go on, Ellis. Bear in mind, we're talking about America as well, like rich white America. So God knows what's possible. But anyway, so Cali maintains that he saw Kurt in the house he that Kurt woke him up in the house sometime around April 5th Kylie asked him what the fuck are you doing here they had a bit of a conversation and Kurt left and then Kylie left a note for Courtney to call Kurt but the note's really weird and they actually believe because it wasn't found until a while later after they investigated the house and all that and searched it then so it could have been replanted in there yeah, again exactly. like exactly yeah 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 Really weird, right? Um, but yeah, he maintains that he saw Kurt that night or whatever that he is believed to have died. Now, like I said, Grant fancies Callie as the accomplice or the main guy, the brains behind mm. the murder, shall we say. What was Courtney's alibi? Well, see, here's the thing. I don't know if she knew needed an alibi. I'm not even sure if the police really pushed her on it because, you know, 
well, with the suicide note, right? That's that's a big thing in this case all the time. You know, you see, you probably heard about the suicide note or read it at some point in your lives. I'd imagine widely publicised, right? Yeah. So Grant actually was the reason that the suicide note was published. He was reading it. Courtney was like, "Oh yeah, here you can have a read of it." The only reason it was made public was he was like, "Oh, I need to uh, get my glasses to read this now." He didn't, but he faxed it to himself. He was like, "Do you mind fax this to myself and I'll read it when I'm back in the office?" She was like, "Yeah, cool." So he had it on file. He's the one who made it public and all that kind of stuff. The letter is a weird one, and I don't know if if you haven't read it, like do check it out. You can find it easily enough. But in it, he's kind of down talking himself a bit, but not like you know, he's like, "Oh, I'm a simpleton," and you know, "I don't want to, I don't enjoy the music anymore," or whatever. Now, Dave Grohl has confirmed since that Nirvana were actually breaking up around that time. And they believe that the note was to Dave and Chris to basically explain why he wanted to stop Nirvana. He was also talking to Michael Stipe from OREM at the time about going to collaboration together. right? So there's a lot of belief that Kurt wasn't really totally comfortable with the whole grunge image that he had built for himself and he wanted to go into more thi- like OREM linking up with Michael Stipe all that kind of stuff shut up yeah. Kurt Cobain because yeah. Yeah. Like, I love REM as well yeah. love Bass REM yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you're just talking about the 90s here now my 90s music is like I like yeah it's beautiful. I remember the night he died I was going into a nightclub I was telling you this yeah. and um, 94 you said was yeah. it so I would have been in fourth year going into a nightclub back in Newmarket and it was Girls crying and everything. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like it imagine for it to reverberate or, uh, as far as Newmarket. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? From never mind to Newmarket. But um, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Anyway, no, this is no, fascinating. No. Um, yeah. So when you look at that, no, it's really weird because the writing, co- the only part that he actually outwardly talks about suicide and Francis Bean will be better without me and all that. It's like the last few lines in the letter. The writing is completely different to the other writing. It becomes more erratic. It's bigger almost looks like a child wrote it right now you could argue that if he is he was found with a lot of her- uh, like morphine in his blood system heroin when it hits the blood it turns into morphine right so when I say there's morphine in the system I mean heroin now I'll get into more of that in a minute but um, you could argue that maybe the heroin was kicking in the volume was kicking in or he was becoming more frantic because he's building himself up to finish you know this note and finish the job and whatever but they also later found handwriting samples in court, one of Courtney loves backpacks as well, which is really fucking weird. You can find images of them online too. Her just practicing certain letters and words over and over again, and yeah, Fuck yeah, man. Are we on the side. Do we reckon Courtney did it? So like, oh, you reckon Courtney wrote the letter? Do we reckon, or but she planned it for sure? Right? Yeah. So do you think? Do you think that Kurt Cobain was murdered? Yeah. By his wife, Courtney Love. I definitely Love. think she masterminded it. And she yeah. masterminded it. Mm. Did and she it have her ex-boyfriend or who helped her out? Who so helped her? Was the ex-boyfriend? Now there is also other musicians. Uh, guy called was it Gary Allen or Greg Allen, who is believed there was a, like a couple of people who were musicians in Seattle at the time that were friends with these like knew Courtney well and all that. Michael Jackson was a suspect. <laughs> Elton John, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. There was a couple of high-profile guys. John Spillane, you know, the cop yeah. singer, singer-songwriter. <laughs> a lot of enemies. Fair play to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so there's been a few things lobbed around in terms of who did it and all that kind of stuff. And this guy named Greg Allen as the guy who pulled the fucking trigger. But then a week later, your man turns up dead and like crazy, crazy shit. But anyway, I'm sticking to facts as much as possible right now and as much evidence as I can possibly get right so yeah that so that was a weird thing about the about the letter right um and it's always kind of been disputed by like fans and all that kind of thing um also I know I'll get into that actually when I get into the forensics so 
bit of the forensics for you, right? Okay, so first forensics. of all, there were no fingerprints taken <laughs> from the gun or any of the paraphernalia that was found with Kurt until about May 6th, right? At which point they tried to get fingerprints from the th the gun and there was no like no full fingerprints there was like barely any and the latents they get did get they got three latents which is like fingerprint sample were unreadable unusable toe just prints. so uh, what toe prints toe prints perhaps you know did he pull the trigger with his toe though that was that so what they that were saying so that's I a heard theory that is right a yeah i heard that as a theory yeah. way back mm. yeah so i'm going to talk to you a bit about the gun right okay. so the gun itself is called a give me a sec now so it's a remington model 11 okay okay side note have you guys ever shot a gun? No. Okay. Oh, well, um, what you call it? The paintball. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a good. That's a good. You know, I yeah. for fair kicks yeah. or whatever. I was in Budapest with my friends in 2019. There's a shooting range there, mm. and I was with lads. Like there was three lads, and they were like, "Oh, let's go to the shooting range." So we went, and I was like, "That is not my jam whatsoever." It would shooting the guns never interested me. Mm. But fuck me, did we have the time of our lives? Now it's all very mm. controlled, and the boys are cool. You know, the you, know, mm. you can pick different packages, and one of the, pa the I picked the rookie package, right, because it just had the broadest range of guns everything from like a ha like handguns um ak-47 uh Klashnikov, um, and then one of them was a remington pump action shotgun okay now there is some kick to this motherfucker let me tell you right it did nearly take the shoulder off you right a shotgun. jesus it's fucking and and the thing is as well when you're shooting at a shooting range right you've got paper like models or you know like mm. head and shoulders or whatever but when you're shooting the shotgun they don't want you shooting the paper because it'll go through the fucking wall so they have like a little uh, steel thing down the bottom it's like a uh, like a, a swing and a hinge thing and you shoot that in seconds the fucking thing barrels off it you know what i mean there's some kick to a fucking shotgun okay is my point now in comparison to the remington i shot the remington model i shot the model 11 is significantly longer right so what i'm five foot six five foot seven if I was to put a Remington Model 11, I'm just going to stand up here, a Remington Model 11 down by me, I would say it would probably come up to just below my shoulder, okay? So it's a big, long fucking four, thing. Four and a half foot, four yeah, and a half foot long. it's a big, long. long ass fucking thing. Now, I know you can adjust the, the, the what do you call the muzzle? Not muzzle, you know, the, the yeah. thing at the front or whatever. I'm not going to expert. I don't know what it is. The handle <laughs> thing. That thing. Yoke me, Bob. I think it's the technical... Yeah, the I think that's Absolutely. the technical term for it. Yoke me, Bob. Right, so pulling this... To shoot yourself in the head and that's what he did allegedly is put it in his mouth shot himself up by the you know up through the head that'd be a challenge for anyone right and that's why you're talking about the toe thing right that's yeah. one thing that's always been like pushed you know is is did he what now his left hand was found with the bar uh, the shotgun was found in his hand with his left hand on the barrel which is the bottom of the gun as far as i'm aware which is weird because kirk Cobain was left-handed so why would he not pull the trigger now that's stinks of shit Shimmy yeah. sham, shimmy sham. So that's shimmy that's. Shimmy that's I'm just saying, why would you not? Why? Because <coughs> when you hold a gun, if you know how to hold a gun, yeah. you did have guns, like you know, um, you pull the trigger with your right hand if you're right-handed, and I'd imagine vice mm. versa with your left hand, yeah. So that's a bit of a weird one. Also, fucking shotgun that power. How the fuck would it stay in his hand? Because rigor mortis doesn't kick in on a on a corpse for about an hour or two after you die generally right so it certainly wouldn't fucking kick in instantly so you can imagine a the mess that would have been made and b would the shotgun not have jumped away from him you know or like him yeah you know now i'm not a dead body i'm not a cadaver expert but mm. just that but you do dabble in it as a hobby like uh, you know just <laughs> dip into <laughs> the board for a sniff you know it's, it's a hobby of yours <laughs> you go around looking for dead bodies yeah. Yeah. listen <laughs> now where that gets really interesting is the morphine level which i mentioned earlier in his blood 
the morphine level in his blood was 1.5 milligrams per liter of blood right 0.5 milligrams of morphine in your blood has been known like is enough to kill a severe heroin addict so uh, also right so whatever about being able to pump yourself with a shotgun he his heroin kit that he had his smokes his sunglasses all of which were found around him right was all neatly rolled up put away you know he injected himself he put it away blah 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 where medical experts have argued before that realistically if you were shooting yourself up with that much heroin or heroin of that strength because you know you'd be very likely to die with the needle in your arm because you'd be more or less you'd be going to paralysis so he shot himself up then he put all his stuff away there's basically no way that like I mean if you add that up there's no way that he shot himself so either someone shot him or he pretended yeah and he disappeared off himself in Tupac and Michael Jackson. Mm. They like live on this small island mm. together. <laughs> yeah. They raise I've said families. Yeah. You know? yeah. They eat lamb. And they That's all they eat exclusively. Dies. Kurt Cobain's there. He sees Courtney from time to time. Yeah. yeah. Skips into her arms. <laughs> They're like, ha ha, they think <laughs> I'm dead, but I'm not. <laughs> but like, this is fairly damning evidence. Like. Yeah. And there was also volume found in the system as well, which most were relaxing. Like, it's a fairly fucking heavy thing to take with heroin. And was it ever investigated? So, the autopsy was done, but it was actually never released to the public. Where I got that information from is um, the Baltimore Sun had an article that had that in. So, they obviously had the autopsy information, but it was actually never made public. Mm. It was a case closed, suicide, that was it. The autopsy was done the same day he was found as well, which is particularly fast. So, he was found and they did an autopsy on him straight away. Okay, yeah. I yeah. And the doctor who what time was he found at? I, I think it was like the the evening time. Like so he was found in the evening, and, and they the still ha- they managed to. Well, I suppose he, what, being a superstar, mm. maybe you could probably buy that. Yeah, this is yeah. suspicious. Let's just get this autopsy done. But and like another little interesting still. side swipe. Your man who done the autopsy, Doctor Nicholas Hartshorn, he actually knew Kurt and Courtney personally, and he produced a number of Nirvana's concerts as well. He died in a base jumping accident in Switzerland in two thousand six, which is whole other level mm. of interest in too so that really brings me to i suppose the end of my list of evidence you know mm. um or circumstantial or what's your or conclusion you know what i venture i said this year earlier i i got into this when i was 14 and my dad was like he definitely killed himself you mad like he was mad depressed and all that. i was like he killed himself be- if he did kill himself it's because people like you didn't understand <laughs> <laughs> would you be well the girl um, <laughs> so I, you know, I've I done journalism college, I work in journalism for a little bit after and whatever and, and, and all that kind of thing. And as an adult, I definitely think there are things that need to be investigated again. I think that blood morphine level is insane. I think, you know, the, the gun was never made public until a couple of years ago. A, a cold case investigator was asked to look at it. He'd never looked at the, the, the case before, went into it. He actually said that he found no new evidence for them to, or no reason for them to open up the case again. Which I thought and was of course, Kurt's family. Normally, what happens in situations like that is the family of the deceased. There's usually someone in the family of the deceased who's like, "This is an injustice. Yeah. My brother would never do this." Yeah. And he came from quite a broken background, yeah. and his parents are, were dead. I'd say. His, well, it, no, his mom is still alive at the time, but um, she was still the alive dad the time. just wasn't in the picture, as far as I know. Yeah. He was was a bit part until he was a teenager, and that was it. Then they weren't like he wasn't from a stable background. No. that would be interested in finding no. out the truth and what happened to my no. son. So it's very easy to ignore then when there isn't someone bang like banging down the door, the police going, "This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. brother wouldn't do this. I know yeah. these problems, but look at the fucking volume." Yeah. 
you know. There's huge, um, huge allegations of a cover-up to at Seattle being thrown at Seattle PD over this, and rightly fucking so. Well, look at the fucking state of the police in America. Lads. Yeah, exactly. On, and bear in mind, we're talking about the nineties as well. It's Think only coming out now. Yeah. Well, it was rotten to the core back look then. At, look at oh, the O.J. Simpson case and all the riots and stuff like that, and there is widespread accepted uh, well like within. No, O.J. Simpson did. Like yeah. You don't think O.J. Simpson did it? <laughs> I, I don't think anybody did anything. <laughs> if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. I, uh, I don't know. I think fucking. I of all the conspiracies, I def. I would say I. I think that O.J. did. O.J. did it. I think right. O.J. did it. Too, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much of any. I can't believe that he's out of jail. The like. whole lot of it. OJ fucking went to jail, didn't go to jail for it, and but then a couple of years later held up someone fucking with a gun inside yeah. in uh, the inside in a hotel in Las Vegas, and he's out now. He's out for jail. He since. wrote a poxy book called If I Did It. I know. Yeah. He wrote a <laughs> <laughs> book. If I did it, <laughs> you know what, I mean? what I would have done to that bitch yeah. is I would. He's got a big Instagram following. Oh yeah. my I know, god, man, that's weird. And Twitter as well, dude. It's weird. <laughs> so that's my thing. I do think there are questions that need to be answered, but overall, yeah, I still believe Courtney loves a killing bitch. To be honest, so I fucking love me. it. A great conspiracy, and thank you so much, Sinead and Amanda thank Walsh. You me, well, it, the pleasure has been all mine. Fabulous. Now we're going to move on to the very last conspiracy, Woo! ladies and gentlemen. This is the longest podcast of all time. We're approaching an hour and a half, but you know Gosh. what? We're 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 smoking dubs. Uh, we did some Wim Hof. We did some yoga. I had a little vaporizer going there. We all had a little hit out of it there during Sinead's beautiful story, beautifully told story. And now we're going to go on to my one of my best friends on planet Earth, Conspiracy John. Yes. Right, and I tell you. This conspiracy was a conspiracy that you talked to me about. I'd say we didn't know each other a wet week. <laughs> and you were like, have you ever heard of... Well, I'm not going to even say... I'm going to give it all over to you. I'm going to give it all over to you. Um, you're not called Conspiracy John for a reason. You didn't lick it up off the ground. You come from a long line of conspiracy theorists. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the mesmerizing Conspiracy John. Funny when you're reintroduced, it's like you're the energy change. Those right? You're ready to go. Yeah, bitch. Yes. Today's conspiracy. The reason I'm called Conspiracy John. That story was the Anunnaki. The Anunnaki. So anybody who's familiar with the Anunnaki would be familiar with them being associated with where did humans come from? So story of where did humans come from is generally in two camps. You either have the creationism, so God made humans, made them out of clay. Uh, he uh, took care of them in the Garden of Eden, all of that stuff. Adam and Eve vibes. Adam like. and Eve vibes. And a lot of religions have that at their base. Okay. And on the other side, you have evolution. So that we evolved up from apes uh, over hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. And did we first crawl out of the ocean? Is that the is so that that's part of the theory of evolution? Yeah, is just that song. We first crawled out of the ocean, yeah. grew legs and Sounds started walking. Right now you're not really here. Sorry. <laughs> Straight out of evolution. So there are the two general tales of uh, where the humans come from. And most people accept one or the one other, or the other mm. do you know? But if you look into mythology, which I love, mm. um, and 
you look into, let's say, Greek mythology, people would be familiar with Greek mythology, like Zeus and Athena, Aphrodite. Uh, I don't know, have you heard of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So a lot of people, you know, Aphrodite like is the, the the god of love or something, the or goddess of uh, the goddess of love, I think, is Aphrodite. <coughs> but they all they all exist in all different parts of the world under different names. So like Zeus would be like Odin in yeah. the Norse mythology, like comparative mythology. But one of the stories that is like the Greek story is the story of the Anunnaki. And the story of the Anunnaki tells of a story of gigantic god, highly technologically advanced beings coming from somewhere else. They call it the planet Nibiru. Yeah. And coming to this place or this planet and starting a mining operation in order to mine out the existing landscape, which was heavily marshland and filled with vegetation. What? Yeah. <laughs> so there is a back... So the Anunnaki story is the backstory to a lot of the mythologies of the world. So like in Greek mythology, you don't really hear about the reason the, the Greek gods came to Olympus. Mm. And you don't hear the, the... You hear about battles, but you don't hear about the stories why. Yeah. But mining... Or how these... God's got to be there in the first or place. Or they yeah, got to be yeah. there in the first place. So, one of the one of the stories related to these Anunnaki beings, you could you could equate them to the elves as well. So the elven races, they could be compared to them, because if you look at um, the pictures, like the area that we're talking about, the Anunnaki here is the area of like Egypt, Israel. Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia, like Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia, old time Babylon. Right. The area where all the biblical stories took place. So this story that I'm going to tell is also told in the Bible under a different way as well. So the story is told over and over again in different mythologies with different people as the same characters but told in different ways with different details. So I'm going to tell it from or tell a part of it from the story uh, or the po the uh, the background of the Anunnaki family, who are from Nibiru. the planet Nibiru, which is an extra planet apparently in the solar system. So if does there is solar system. Can I just before you get into this story <laughs> now, right? So you're saying okay. So there's the theory of evolution, right? There's the theory, uh, and then there's the the, uh, the theory of Adam and Eve. They're both theories because we fucking yeah. don't know. We've oh no we proof. We've no idea where we came I mean? from. Like. Yeah, yeah. But you're saying that there's a potentially a third story for how we are, which is that an alien race flew from a planet called Nibiru to come to planet Earth to mine or go monatomic. That's where the story begins. That's where it begins. Right. So they came here. For mining purposes, and during their mining, humans were created in the process. Oh my God, I love this now. This is a great, so this is a such this. a brilliant so story. The story goes that, first of all, the first god came here. He was called Enki, or Yah. Also, the same god as Yahweh, the god of the Hebrew Bible, Yahweh. Yeah. So he was the first god to come here. He was the god of mining and the god of the waters. And he was also the scientist that was said to have created humans. 
by mixing his genes with the genes of the existing or an existing species. They make it sound like it is a lower intelligent species, more animalistic, like a Homo erectus. But there's a possibility that this species was also more like in the movie Avatar, more natural uh, in nature being. So they arrived into this natural world, like in Avatar, you know the movie Avatar? I've yeah. actually never watched yeah. it. Yeah. So it's, it's like they came into brilliant. this world. And the story is told in Avatar, similar to this, that they came in and they basically took over and mined the existing Garden of Eden. It's weird because as you started talking about the extra planet and stuff like that, and you were saying they were very tall and that's exactly what i was picturing was the the it was avatar, the avatar guys you know yeah, I mean? yeah 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 wild so these anunnaki came here to an existing i suppose it was a, a garden or a forested land and enki started and then when he had set up a mining operation in africa with loads of these other anunnaki gods or gigantic beings they set up the base and then the rest of them came and, and then they, they set up the whole world as we know it today. So they when terraformed you say everything, yeah. created all the canals, Fuck. created every, all the ziggurats, all the pyramids. They created the civilization of Atlantis uh, that was lost in part of this story in the flood. So like, this is all told in the Anunnaki tale. Uh, and uh, they... They start, so the reason the humans came into it was because, and I'm giving a very condensed version of the story here. Of course, yeah. Layers, yeah. But I don't want to labor too much with too much detail. Of course. You can get lost in it, you know. So you could probably do a bloody series. Oh, you could yeah, do hours upon yeah. hours, like, uh, if you went into it. But the, the humans were made because the, the gods, these these Anunnaki beings, or the Greek Olympians as well, you could possibly call them the wow. Greek gods, the same gods, or also like the Scandinavian gods. Also the Irish gods yeah. as well, like the goddess Danu yeah. and Eru and all of these gods and goddesses in Ireland uh, and the UK. They were like international. Yeah. Uh, they so were it was well like known. loads of different gods in different parts of the world, obviously co not countries as we know it now, but like different regions, I suppose. Yes. And they were highly technologically advanced. Like the stories is of you know super super high tech technology. Uh, that was my that was my um, question. That I was trying to, uh, to ask you there like a minute even ago. Even the potential where all of these gods in different places they could have like AI and clone bodies ah. and stuff like that. So they're coming like with if like they were that technologically advanced. Given what we know today, there's no reason why they couldn't have been to the level. Like if you're able to terraform a civilization, which we're playing around with the idea here today. Yeah. yeah. So if you're able to terraform a whole world and create a gigantic mining operation and create uh, a slave worker is what the story says humans were created for. They were created to work for the gods, to bear the work because the gods were dissatisfied with their lot. So you had the top gods who were Enki, Enlil and Anu. They were the, the original tr trio. So like, you know, you have the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. So the original trio is Anu, Enki and Yah. And Enki, is like Yahweh, the god of yeah. the Jews, um, and Enlil, Enlil, who's Enlil? Enlil was Zeus, potentially. Wow. Uh, Enki's also, p oh no, Enki's Prometheus, sorry. You know Prometheus from mm -hmm. the movie? Yeah. So these guys were the top guys, but they had a whole workforce below them. Right. And the workforce weren't happy. So 
think he made humans. Were they gods then as well, or demigods? So or like first the of all, it was a basic worker they made. Uh, this is oh, they manufactured them. So they manufactured them. So they made him out of clay, and Enki, with his wife, Ninarsag was her name, between the two of them, they created a human, and they gave him the fire. So he wasn't an animal. He w they gave him fire, but he was to work for the gods. And then you have a long period of time, which are the wars of the Bible, where the gods, see these gods don't get along with each other. They're oh. very egotistical and they have constant wars and are constantly fighting all the time. So what ends up happening is that they have armies of humans. This is in the storyline. So they start to war with each other and then they start to get the humans. So then the gods step back and it talks about a big battle in the Sinai Peninsula which you know Mount Sinai yeah 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 uh, so all these mountains uh, I have come to a conclusion in my own research that yeah. they could possibly be like originally gigantic structures like mountains <sighs> like possibly huge fortresses that are just yeah. now destroyed in this in this war yeah that they spoke about in this uh, in this story so the gods they created the humans they got on fine for a while and then something happened where they ended up having just non-stop wars with each other right. over succession. So, who so there's a battle between Enki and Enlil, the two brothers, and their father was Anu, so remember Anu God, so he was three guys. Okay. And uh, Enlil was the head guy, but Enki wanted to be the uh, head guy. But he gave up, eventually wanting to be, top dog but he positioned his son called Marduk which is a good story for Marduk. Marduk, Marduk is the current god now in the guise of Amen-Ra of Egypt so right. you know the word Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he is, so the story ends of the Anunnaki where they have this gigantic war and they blow up all of the infrastructure in the Middle East. So you know where the Sahara Desert is and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this valley. So that's all desert now, but in these stories it was like, it would look like any European sitting. Like yeah. all of the infrastructure all over the world is quite similar. Just blown to smithereens. All blown to smithereens and destroyed uh, in these wars. And they talk about one of the battles or one of the wars where Inanna, who is a granddaughter of Enki, uh, she goes on a rampage so there's these things that are called the, the me's or the tablets of destiny okay. and they are oh. just as he says just the tablets of destiny the phone rings so the tablets of destiny are the controls so this was a high-tech world so right. everything was switched on so think of think of intelligent buildings and there was an intelligent weather you could control everything like a system this is what the story talks about they could control everything in in the world with these tablets of destiny this high technology and this that they brought from nibiru, brought from nibiru. that was what i was going to say like like you know when they're mining when they were mining it to start like you know this must be unbelievable technology and i i'm thinking of course like and obviously you know when you're thinking of mining you're thinking of diggers and you're thinking <laughs> of you know but they probably had if this is if this is to be believed it could be really small, high oh pressure, yeah. high unnoticeable. Yeah. Like this yeah. world was like uh, possibly something out of Star Wars. Like you right. know the yeah, word yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of the balls I'm getting. Yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. what this story paints. That picture right. of the world was a world like that, that was fully turned on, and then a gigantic flood came, 
which is the flood of the Bible. And wow. where did that and come from? And destroyed everything because the humans ended up outnumbering the gods because they allowed them to procreate. So they genetically modified, genetically engineered the human. And then the human was able to procreate. And then the human multiplied to the point at where they outnumbered the gods. So the gods were less in number. And then it got to the stage where there was just so many humans and the humans were lawless, apparently, that Enlil, so the Zeus god character, yeah. he decided that they needed to be flooded out. And uh, Enki was sad because Enki created the humans and he felt a bit of pity for them. So he told a human called Noah. Yeah. We know him as Noah, yeah. but he's known in this tale as, uh, he's called Zizudra, and he's also called... Uh, Altrahasis or something like that as well. Okay. I think it's uh, pronounced Altrahasis. Altra something like that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's a couple of stories of him. <laughs> so Enki told him, the Noah character, about the coming of the flood. What did he just come down and just go, come here? So he wasn't allowed to tell him because he'd been sworn at a council meeting when they decided that the humans were going to be destroyed. They all swore an oath that they couldn't tell the humans. So Enki told the wall, but behind the wall was Zizudra. So technically he didn't, do you know? He was, yeah. He's pure shrewd, like, do you know? Yeah. as opposed to, yeah. They were able to get away with that back yeah, in the day. They're all the little rabbit holes of all of this story. Oh. You could dig into all of these. So, so th your hypothesis is that there's a third, there's a third, potentially a third way that mankind came onto so this earth. So the conspiracy is, where did mankind come from? And why has it been covered up? Why, why has it been this covered up? Like the, the final lineage, like the stories all tell a story that link together, like all the mythology. Like the mm. Anunnaki one is just a small section, and that's a tiny little section of a right. huge story. Mm. Like think of all of the Greek and Scandinavian. Think of the stories about elves. And I love the idea that there was like like there was like like possibly hundreds of gods, yeah. you know, mm. in different parts of the world ruling over different things that needed to be ruled over while they were mining or while they were just, I don't know, whatever they were doing, you know, yeah. but... Living yeah. it up most of the time. Living it up, being a god. Yeah. That, that but they left eventually then. So they lived here with the humans up until... So the story goes that they lived here with the humans up until about 2000 BC, the story goes. Before Christ. It could well have been much, much more recent. Yeah. And they just went back to Nibiru? So they went away because Marduk got the humans on his side and the humans revolted against the gods and the gods had to leave because they were no longer wanted and they'd also blown the place to shit mm. with nuclear weapons in the Sinai Peninsula and also in the Americas there's stories of nuclear weapons so it's very I'll similar to it was like the end of Atlantis and then the flood came after so it was like at the story of Atlantis is that it was a very high technology civilization that was destroyed because they became corrupt with the power that they had Fuck. and that God decided that they had to be destroyed. So this mirrors the story of Atlantis in the but same But there's a lot of mirroring, even in the Old Testament and stuff, like yeah. little stories mm -hmm. that you were saying, like when you were saying stuff, I was like, oh yeah, that is. And like even yeah. that the, the first God molded them out of clay, like that, yeah, that comes from Old Testament, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, Atlantis, <coughs> High technology, intelligent buildings, intelligent. Sure, that's the Apple campus up in Knocknaheeny, isn't it? Yeah, we're already getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you used to say to me that you think we're devolved as opposed to evolved. We're like, oh, we're very evolved now. But you're like, no, we're. I would think that we've definitely come, we've fallen from a high civilization. There's no doubt. I look out the window and I just see examples of very high civilization everywhere. 
in my local area. Yeah. Never mind Egypt or flipping mm. yeah. p- pyramids uh, or whatever. Yeah. Well, know? I'll tell you now. Like that is a beautiful tale. Yeah, it's w- fabulous. And very well told. And um, if you want a conspiracy theory, lads, you've got three of them today. Each one completely different from the other. Yeah. But each one entertaining nonetheless. They are called conspiracy theories, lads. Make your mind up about meat yourself. Do you know what I mean? And Check it out. Shut up, Eddie. Check it out. I want to say, and we're going to wrap it up. This is a love, lovely, lovely podcast. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Sinead. You. Special guest, thank you so much, regular podcaster, Conspiracy John. Thank you so much. I Two podcast hosts. Uh, honestly, I was like, I was trying to get a question in a couple of times when you were Fabulous. talking, uh, but I was like, no, actually, just shut up, just shut up. Yeah. And then I'd be like, because I, like the instinct was like, what, 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 what? so yeah, brilliant, yeah, brilliant, and an incredible tale. And you know, thank it's you. a conspiracy as well. That is um, that Anunnaki one is. It's not that talked about. Do you know no. what I mean? It's like no. it's great fun. Though. Like I just have a particular love for uh, finding out, getting to the bottom of things. Yeah. And I like mythology is just so full of colorful stories. And mm. Like that Anunnaki tale is just one example. It's gorgeous. And it's gorgeous. gorgeous. And I know like you have, like, when when I was chatting to you before this podcast I was like I, we're going to do some conspiracy tales and like this is the first time you've done a conspiracy it's your third po- third or fourth mm-hmm. podcast yeah. and like the man has a library like yeah. in his brain I of conspiracy <laughs> stories that are just amazing and we will get to them but like I think today was just an epic opener um, and it was a great podcast 420 special um, I had a blast. It was yeah. so epic. It yeah. was great class, fun. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it just flowed. We've been talking for nearly two hours, guys. You know, Amazing. Um, I'm going to go now. I want to say thank you to my sponsor. Um, I smell it. My beard is lovely. You can still smell it's it. Longevity. There you go. It's got longevity. Oh my! The beard oh butter. butter. Oh, yeah. West Cork <laughs> Beard Company. Beer Company. Check them out, um, guys. If you enjoy my podcast, um, how you could really help me out is by going on to Apple and leaving our iTunes and leaving a, a, a review rate and review and subscribe and that really helps me out I don't, I'm not doing the Patreon at the moment um, so I'm kind of getting I'm getting my kicks my shits and kicks and my shits and giggles from, from, from that um, I, yeah I just want to say thank you to everybody who's tuning in um, I'm just so happy with, uh, with, with with the feedback and you know that that people are fucking listening to be honest Ew. I'm just so delighted um, I'm enjoying it this was our first this is the very first special usually podcasts are you know 40 minutes 30-40 minutes this is well over nearly nearly two hours now so like incredible. I mean that's un- that's incredible lads. do you know what I mean give ourselves a little come on and I'd say it was probably the weed more than likely the first 20 minutes we were just so sozzled for the first 20 minutes lads lots of laughs of high energy but it broke down beautifully and the stories came across lovely and I know you put a lot of two of you put a lot of work into into doing your research and fucking from the bottom of my heart I want to say I love you thank you so much you're two beautiful human beings all right Tune in next week with more from cons- Conspiracy Jan and Sinead and Con and Doyle out of us. Conversations with Cornelius. All right. Okay. Fuck off.